Okay, first of all, do you did do you celebrate Valentine? Do you celebrate Valentine? I don't celebrate Valentine. I, I wasn't pointing at you. I, I knew that. I knew what your answer would be now. <sighs> okay, you don't celebrate That's Valentine. Why? Nah. Well, somebody that has the Buddha celebrates Valentine. Oh, wow. The Lord is my boo. So you're home, home, <laughs> like you're just you're like lonely, booless. Like I'm you, not lonely. Did you go to church like, on Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day was on Tuesday, as so I went for Bible study. Okay, uh, that's I you. anger management. It was actually new. I think your pastor must have been inspired by the Holy Spirit or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> because MTN was trying to spoil people's Valentine. Yeah, 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 yeah after doing true. a very beautiful Valentine's Day message. They actually all spent all their energy on that thing. That's why you would not have network. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair to them, they have different teams handling that. And I mean, Does M- not concern me. MTN's I marketing department is like. It's like two, two twice or four times tech points entire team size. They still spent your network a bit bandwidth <laughs> they should have given us to do that. They're using it to bant on social media. Okay, yeah. we are like, that was fun to see. At least no one did anything cringe worthy like we saw with Gala and La Casera a few years back mm-hmm. where La Casera was talking about oh, the love story of yeah. Gala and Gala just came and scattered everything like Come on. It's just so, play now. I, I didn't know that. I probably oh. was not on the internet on that. 2019. Oh, 2019. 2019. I think I remember, but I can't remember how it turned out. Yeah, yeah. It but is. this this year, I'm happy that well, if you go to Tech Metabolica website, mm. right, you will see things talking about a lot of like practical things and you talk about about online dating and now it's becoming a a way people scam others. Then they talk about finding love in your workplace. Like, is your ex... Or is your, is your co-worker entering your eyes? Mm. Like, mm. right, the paradigm is shifting. So, yeah, so within the context of this paradigm, if you are living in Nigeria, you must have been seeing this whole issue with cash scarcity, fuel scarcity, riots in banks. I mean, uh, thoughts and prayers with uh, friends in Benin City at those states. Not only Benin, Badon too. Badon. There was riot there. There was riot in Wari. And I heard that riot is happening in Ikorodu too in Lagos State. Like, I want to bust love, but I, just, like, it's, I don't mm. understand what's going on. I know people are on the edge. It's not just people being on the edge. So, for okay, let's let's get techy a bit before coming back to the human side of things. So from what I observed, this whole cash wahala has brought a certain side effect to mobile transactions and POS transactions. Good or bad? Well, let's let's see. Let's see. I will leave you guys to be the judge. So if you look at a trend, the, if for those watching the video should be uh, the chart should be showing your screen right now, the volume of transactions they say for POS. In January, it dips. So in December, it spikes. It's like it hits the highest point in December. That's when people are doing dirty December. Spending I think a lot. Nigerians Traveling spend the most in December, right? Yeah. So in January, it's understandable that it dips because that transaction. But so this time around, December has 19 days. December has 19 <laughs> days. Then January, which has like 52, 60 days, mm-hmm. transactions dip. But this time around, because of all this whole of Wahala, POS transactions volume increased. Same thing happened with mobile uh, payments. Yeah. The volume also increased. Mm-hmm. But guess what? The value compared to December dropped as usual. So mm-hmm. it means a lot of high volume, low value transactions have been happening. Like, so it's like 
okay, the remaining money we had in December mm. is still the normal one that we used to have. In, uh, I mean, the remaining money we have in January is mm. like, like the normal ones we have in previous years, but mm. now more people are using mobile money or POS exactly. to collect mm. those little money. Exactly. Mm. So instead of, say, ATMs, instead of, say, mobile transfer, I think... I mean, instead of say interbank transfers or online banking, they're using mobile money, they're using POS. But I find it weird because I'm willing to bet that all these supposed increase in e-payment transactions are just facilitating cash withdrawals. Yeah, I think I agree with you. They're it's not using it to pay for items. I am willing to bet that. Yeah. Not, not all, but a lot of it. Yes, a yeah, lot of yeah, it, not all, of definitely, but a lot of it. For it to, to increase, that means that means it's like value. what people do on a daily basis to get cash to do to run some other. But, but also considering that getting cash has been really difficult, um, at least since the second week of January, getting cash has been really difficult. I don't know; it's not diffi- it's not easy to see. Um, I mean, we are seeing months like an entire month. We can't see maybe specific days, but if we can see specific days, I, I can. I will want to think that um, from the spike probably started from the second week of January because mm. the, you remember the deadline was supposed to be 31st and like two weeks people started making plans either to deposit their money or to get the new notes which was very difficult and a lot of businesses because of that became more open to accepting, accepting um, transfer offers. as payment. So I think if we are looking at that context Previous years, a lot of uh, mobile money transactions have been to access cash, but now people are taking uh, transfers as payment, as opposed to I go to a POS agent, I withdraw money. Because now, so reportedly, anywhere from 50 to 80 percent of POS businesses have been put out of business because of this. Okay, so that's that's a valid point, and it's very very valid in this context. But you went to an abattoir last two weeks. Yes. You wanted to pay with transfer, but they told you go and give it to POS guy so that you can collect cash and give it to them. No. That, was that not what they were saying? No, no, no. They were like, I can pay with POS. It reduces my charges. It reduces your charges. Yes, like I'm paying into another person's account through POS. I'm not collecting the cash. You're not collecting the cash, yes, but the person will give them cash, won't they? No, no, no. The person transfers it to their account. Their account. Yes, yes. Like that, that can, that's particular stand in the abattoir was actually no like not the stand the part where they cut where mm-hmm. they so I had a similar it. experience okay. I think maybe two weeks ago so we went to the market to get stuff um, the first person said he can't he wasn't taking transfer we are going to get eggs and said he's not taking transfer but the second person was willing to take transfer mm-hmm. for eggs, um, chicken and the, the few other things that we are getting mm-hmm. the second or the third person now was the one I was actually surprised. She was an elderly woman, not too elderly, but like maybe in her fifties or so. And I asked her, "Will you accept transfer?" Because I didn't want to spend the cash I had, considering how difficult it was. So I asked her, "Will you accept transfer?" And she said, um, "Yes," but it wasn't going into into her account. So there was this guy there who had yeah, an OP account. So she said, "Pay it into his account." And then when I went to him. He was like, oh, sure, we can do that. Beside him, there was also another guy who was doing that. That one was willing to take a transfer. And he just said, you know, let's just round up the three transactions and I'll send everybody their money. Hmm. So that's cool. In a way, 
the people that are selling to you understand the situation of things mm. right and they because but the only thing that i noticed that it's, it's waste time it kind of waste your time yeah. right because those people have to confirm that your yeah. transaction has gone through especially with the way that bank transactions now get and these days like mm-hmm. people might not get might not receive what has been transferred to them until yeah. after days mm-hmm. you get so the trust level is still low but these people have to make do with that right yeah. and i think it's we should just inform people that nigerians to april the 200 naira old notes are still will still be valid but really if you still have 1000 naira or 500 naira old notes you have to go and um deposit it in a cbn bank that is a cbn branch that is close to you because banks are not going to take that from you again life is going to be hard for a lot of people but yeah if if you're building something innovative around this let us know there's i know carry the guys that built the payment terminal for brts you see in lagos They've been trying to experiment with something around Danfo, but and according to their social media page, they said it's active in Oshodi and Oshodi going to some key spots. But I think Bolu went there over the weekend, but they didn't find any of the Danfos that had it. So, but I'm expecting something interesting. And if you have any solution that you think we should be aware of, please pitch to any of us, but mostly this guy. Yeah, Chingozeri. So, but yeah, that's that's uh, an interesting one. And for talking about startups, Nigerian startups have been raining funds left, right, center. I thought there was economic crunch. What is? Uh, well, I mean, I thought we were in all in the trenches together. Abi, <laughs> you are in a different kind of trenches compared to them. Now. You don't have to point at me. Ah, oh, okay. wow. But we are all in different parts of the trenches. But I don't know if it's anything to. To celebrate to, to yeah um i mean i don't know it's probably too early this is just february so i mean it's good that a lot of startups have raised money this uh this week alone um announced fundraisers are about 58 million what's interesting combined yeah what's interesting though is three of those are series a and b so one series a two series so it's, b. it's been longer i've seen a series b yeah it's been a, it's been a while so i, I guess that's that's good. good so growth stage funding yeah not just seed and series yeah. a oh okay that's that's a cool one so you can find all these stories on tech point websites you have people like jendaya smile identity naked it's naked like you want to introduce yourself i i, I'm, I'm I work so with naked Okay, so Kira Cell, Startup School alumni, I think. Yeah, the Startup School alumni, alumnus, precious. So, <laughs> <they're>, uh, <laughs> then Trips said they raised an additional $1.2 million over the past 12 months. Yeah. Then Power closed $3 million, Blue Pass. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting one. But yeah, while these guys are raising money, a Nigerian telco, no, not a Nigerian telco, South African. Yeah, South African telco is restructuring and they want to lay off a lot of staff. Yeah, um, so Telcom is, is one of the biggest telecommunication company in, in South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. It's not, Telcom is spelled as T-E-L-K-O-M. And they announced that they are doing a restructuring. And the restructuring is going to affect a number of things. One of that is... 15% of their of telecom's workforce would be affected. That's like 1,770 jobs. 
will be affected. And that's not the only thing that will be affected. But I think the reason behind this restructuring is, of course, economic situation. And then the other reason is that the company wants to move from old technologies to new technologies. So telecom um, offers broadband and data services in in South Africa and it's just behind Vodafone and uh, Vodafone Vodacom. Vodacom and, <laughs> Vodacom MTN. and MTN. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they've been doing well in the market. It was it not recently they got their five G license. Okay. After MTN got it. Okay. So um so the, the restructuring is to move from old technologies to new technologies. I found out that, you know, what gives you you will confirm what gives like fast internet speed is when you're using fiber or there's this thing they call LTE. And yeah, that's four G. That's four G like so four G LTE infrastructure. Okay. Yeah, so but um telecom also offers services in there's this thing they call V V O L T V D L S L and A D S L. Okay. Right. Why are you giving us all these technical details? So, so, so the, the laid off. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not only the laying off. Mm-hmm. So they are trying to. Um, MTN doesn't offer for VDSL and ADSL. Okay. So I'm thinking, although it's not explicitly stated that they are moving from that and focusing on fiber. Fiber and LTE. In fact, one of the ways they plan to raise money is to kind of sell some of their um, equipment. Or old no, sell some of their um, this stock in fiber. Okay. Yes, probably share tower, probably share mast, right? So that they can get more money. And they are planning to raise around. So is this 55. like a transition into an ISP? No, no, no. They will still offer mobile offer services, mobile. voice okay. calls and messaging. Okay. But they are they are doing restructuring so that they will meet customers' needs because people are focusing more now on internet than what they are currently offering. And considering who they are competing with in the market, MTN and Vodacom, they have gone ahead of them in that. So this restructuring is necessary so that they can stay afloat and also meet customers' needs. So these guys that were laid off now, is it that they were, they've become obsolete? Yeah, they, they, the they said the people that are affected are in the business units and some of their subsidiaries that okay. they are moving away from. So it's po- possibly. possibly. Okay. All right. That's, that's an interesting one. So they want to get an upgrade to their yeah, technology to state-of-the-art cutting-edge technologies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things are going on in that space and I wonder if telecom is really, really being so like is it going to be about the technology? How does it want to rest this market share from MTN and Vodacom? It's not as if it's going for their market share, it just wants to stay afloat. At least the market that the fraction of the market that's already has mm. doesn't want them going to the competitors. So they have to meet their customers' needs and preferences. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean Let's take Nine Mobile in Nigeria. I mean, they've been staying afloat, but we've not heard of any that they've yet. been staying afloat. You that when you used to do data analysis, you know the way they go down the they are always, they're always down. down. They're always so down. I don't think telecom is as bad as Nine Mobile Nigeria. But they don't want to get as bad as that. Oh, okay. Before, <laughs> before they do something about their business. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always it's always nice when companies are forward thinking. But I'm just looking at the collateral damage for uh, employees that have been laid off in the different subsidiaries. It, it reminds me of Meta's layoff, where they laid off people in departments where they felt like ah okay we are still doing something we are still doing something <laughs> and then they are now saying managers and directors who move to Anson Rose wow yes that they will now be doing something like um, coding doing research doing design like for telco are they going to upskill them meta meta yes i'm talking about meta, oh, meta. meta. like heads of department now you directors will be doing more hands on and stuff. something after they have chased people that are doing Anson away <laughs> okay, no problem, no problem. That's an interesting one. So, uh, moving to Ethiopia, also on telecoms, we heard that Ethiopia wants to give up 45% stake in Ethio Telecom. So, Ethio Telecom is the, the state-owned telecom services provider in Ethiopia. And for a very long time, they were the only ones yeah. offering um, telecom services of calls, SMS, were the only guys doing it for a long time until... It was 2020, 2021, they started trying to open up their borders. So I think some other companies have gotten license already. Yeah. So what's going on with SEO Telecom right now? Uh, so they're increasing the stakes that they are willing to sell from 40% to 45. So they were, um, in, in 2021, that was when they began this process. And the idea was always to sell a percentage of their shares in order to just generate money and also to encourage more competition. So right now they are willing to sell 45%. It's still under um, 50%. So that ensures the government has some form of control over it's a it. Monopoly. No, it's not a monopoly. So um, there's Safaricom in Ethiopia right now. And um, those ones are, I mean, it's still- a Monopoly is not that they are not, <laughs> they are the other guys. Well, like, they own majority of the market. Yeah, they own majority of the market, but then you, I mean, it's just, it's still early days. You, yeah, there's nothing you can in, do right, in right. one year to claim so much market share. So yes, technically they are still a monopoly, but long term, I guess that will change. So they are going to be generating about $675 million from this sale. And yeah, basically if you have money and you're interested, you I want to, yeah, MTN, people are looking forward to getting to Ethiopia. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Ethiopia. Something. I like it. I like the country. Yeah, but then the unstable government policies over the past few years, insecurity, because now the, one of the reasons this was prolonged is the the civil war they've had in the in the past. So, I, I mean, it's probably one of the reasons why a lot of people are not rushing to go into yeah. the place. So yeah, but after Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, mm. and Egypt. Okay, uh, Ethiopia is like the, the largest market to, you would want to come in. And even yeah, in terms Sudan of population. Eh. So I, I met someone last year, right? And he was saying, I should not believe everything I see in the Western media about Ethiopia. And that's gotten me thinking. So I can't say more about this because getting a guy to an interview or to just have a chat has been really, really difficult. But made me think like maybe stuff is happening in Ethiopia that we probably don't know about. Maybe. Right. I mean, it's it's easy for an African to say don't believe everything you see in the Western media and it's not exonerating Western media that focuses on all the like bad the things. negative side. Yes. We can't exonerate them, but 
um, it's natural for me, looking from the outside, to be skeptical. You want me to come to business and you're just signing a peace pact after almost two years. It points to the fact that your politics is not yet stable. What happens if the peace pact breaks down tomorrow? Do we... I mean, do we just pack our bags and go? Because that's the first thing. Now, you no longer be thinking about making money. You're now going to be thinking about staying alive, mm. which is probably a more important thing to solve people. Okay, to be fair, I just remember the story that TechPoint did in 2019. Mm. So, Yinka was then, he was the governance and policy editor at TechPoint and market editor at TechPoint. So, we interviewed a lot of Ethiopian founders. So, we went to Ethiopia, we were on the ground for a few days. And we found out that, okay, these Ethiopian guys, the startup guys in Ethiopia would go to neighboring countries like Kenya <laughs> to be able to access the internet whenever internet shuts down. Because Ethiopia, if there's anything that comes to my head when I think of Ethiopia, it's internet shut down. Yes, internet shut down. I mean, apart from the fact that they were never colonized, that is, those are the two <laughs> things that popped into my head. Oh, oh, these guys were never colonized. Oh, these guys always have internet shut down. down. So the startup founders there, the entrepreneurs there, who move from Ethiopia to neighboring countries to be able to access internet during that period. And the internet shutdowns are for flimsy reasons. So, exam my practice, this one, that one. So it's very, very, very funny. And I'm thinking of guys like Safaricom and MTN that wants to do business in this market. So yeah, you have a valid point about the tense political situation. Imagine just entering the market, you're still trying to get customers, then international don't happen. Bah. For, maybe For three months. Three months uh, <laughs> Investment in what do you, what do you do? Do you go and continue acquiring customers when you can't even serve them? You don't know and they may not even tell you this how long it will last. Yeah, yeah. So it's I think if we are going to fix a lot of growth in Africa, then you need to get our government governance right, right. right. So right, that's 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 an interesting one. So I I just learned that Bamboo secured a subbroker license. Uh, yeah. They followed Chaka's footsteps, right? So I mean, in 2021, SEC announced that they were freezing their accounts because they were doing stuff illegally, which was very very weird. <laughs> it was not illegal. They were just unregulated, unregulated because maybe. They, but I think. So far, so good. The SEC has been kind of forward thinking when it comes to regulating new technologies that the regulators in Nigeria are not familiar with. I think the SEC, where I always fault them is when the CBN comes to that terrain, they shift back. Possibly because the, the their boundaries are not well delineated. So Yeah. When, for instance, the SEC actually recognized cryptocurrencies, when the CBN came, mm-hmm. SEC... Come come to talk about it in our events, like like the dinner, sir. <laughs> but it's fine, it's fine. I'm not holding grudges. So, <laughs> yeah, um, this is a perfect time to remind you that uh, our newsletters. We have like three beautiful newsletters going on behind the scenes. We're not making too much noise. We're not just. We just want to make everything turn into a well-oiled machine. There's the workaholic spearheaded by Nifemi. I still don't know why she chose that name, but we bless God for everything. And I know people trust me. We trust you. Yeah, yeah. So, but the entire idea is if you believe that work should not suck, right? Then subscribe to Nifemi's newsletter, The Workaholic. Then there's also FinTech Today, created by Chingo Zerim. So FinTech Today explores all the latest trends in the FinTech space, the financial services space. So all this old brouhaha with cash, ATMs and all of that. So now, do you know the interesting part is, we forgot to mention this, 
in terms of bank, I don't know. It's okay, yeah. King Rosem last week wrote about CBM putting the cart before the horse with financial inclusion with Africo. Then talked about the Bosch cash policy that is causing chaos right now. Guess what? Intelligence by Tech Point actually showed us that Nigeria has just a little over 4,000 commercial bank branches mm. in Nigeria. But serving 100 and something million adults. Just and yeah. the CBN gave cash to only the banks. And I'm pretty sure not all branches will even get this cash. Mm. The, then there's Some branches are even overwhelmed because the cash, I mean, all that is OSD, mm. they had to limit, Stambik IBTC uh, Bank had to limit what they were giving over the counter to 4,000 naira. 4,000 naira. And one of the guys who came there was like, 4,000 naira, what can I possibly do with 4,000 naira? Transport. Another person was like, right now, I spent 500 naira to get here. If I withdraw 4,000 naira and I take another 500 naira home, I might as well just give 500 naira to PS yes. agent. Or even 1,000 naira to PS. Instead of wasting my time. So wasting time. That's that's a very, very sad one. And if you even look at the geography of banks in Nigeria, you see, okay, most of them are even concentrated in Lagos, yeah, over yeah. 1,000 in lagos out of the four thousand out of the four thousand over one thousand in lagos so (laughs) the remaining 35 states have to share like the remaining three thousand plus uh, banks and yeah you might say lagos is populous but uh, kano is a populous city ibadon is a populous city only is dense (laughs) like it's a small place like densely populated compared to the relative to the size right so all these things are all captured in intelligence upcoming fintech reports a lot of juicy juicy details you know the number of fintech startups in nigeria the number of mobile money agents in nigeria and of course jingo zemi will be capturing everything what did i miss we're announcing what are we announcing today are we announcing anything yes what are we announcing yay <laughs> yes finally i told you there was something brewing behind the scenes and you'll be one of the, if not the first to hear about this, TechPoint is hosting the maiden edition of the Lagos Startup Expo. Come and showcase all the innovative things you are building to help us cope with this cash crisis. Come and innovate, come and collaborate, <laughs> come and network. Just, just come, come as you are. We're not doing, so just, TechPoint has been hosting events for over five years, since 2017. We hosted Inspired, we hosted Build, we met Inspired and Build. We had a very, very massive turnout in 2021. Now. We decided to evolve and tweak things a little bit. This is just time, just a time for you to come and showcase all the amazing things you've been building. Come and network with prospective customers. Come and meet prospective investors. And come and get yourself in the spotlight. Let the media also see you. Because, yeah, that's also, that's what we are. We're media. <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're going to be inviting our guys to come to Lagos Startup Expo from other media houses. So, yeah. Don't come. Uh, when, when is it holding again? May twentieth, right at Landmark. Yes. So don't miss. Just keep that date on your calendar. You're a startup out there, especially early stage startups, growth stage startup. Just come. It's for everybody. So what time? What else the time is again? I mean, as I said this today, right. let's end this podcast. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh yes, go to Tech Point North Africa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's all the participation. You just go there, sign <laughs> just, up. You just go there and sign up. Take Point Africa slash events. 
slash Lagos Startup Expo if you want the exact URL. <laughs> or I think LagosStartupExpo.com should be live by now too. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all we're talking about today. Then, of course, don't forget our flagship newsletter, Tech Point Digest, handled by Victoria. Good. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye.